Welcome to the STARS Pediatrics Podcast with Dr. Shazade Mirza. Hey there, Charlie McDermott, producer of the show. I am back in the STARS Pediatrics studio with none other than Dr. Mirza. Dr. Mirza, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Charlie. How are you guys doing? I'm doing terrific. And it's been a while. Uh, and, and it has. You know, I know we want to talk about the impact of Hurricane Ian because uh, we are now a few weeks, I guess about 30 days out from that. And, yeah. and that's had impacts in a number of ways. And I want to get your opinion on on that. Uh, you, you've you stayed very busy. You've got a lot going on. I want you to share that news. Uh, oh, my goodness. Um, uh, do you ever sleep? <laughs> <laughs> we always have to keep moving. We have to be here, you know. For our patients, for our community, and you know, firstly, I just wanted to start off by um, offering our support to um, you know the families that were affected by Hurricane Ian. It's something that you know I think the majority of us were not expecting, and kind of caught us by surprise, and obviously left a lot of devastation. So, you know, we want to offer our support to those families, the uh, children who were displaced from their homes, who currently may be displaced. Um, you know, people kind of scrambling to find a place to live, and. Um, you know, that, that obviously can lead to displacement issues, mental health issues as well, depending on the age of the child. Even as, uh, you know, toddlers can can kind of uh, manifest their stress and anxiety in different ways. And that can be anything from, you know, not wanting to sleep or, you know, not sleeping or waking up during the night to, you know, feeding issues to, um, you know, hmm. a myriad of different symptoms. So, you know, if that's happening with, with their children, for those who are affected, you know, post-traumatic uh, stress also can can manifest in different ways in, in the pediatric population. Very different from the adult population where they can actually express their feelings and discuss it. Um, so, you know, if that's happening, you know, please bring your child in. We'll be happy to, to assess and see if there's anything we can do to help them. Um, right. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. it was very unfortunate. Um, but, you know, I guess everyone's uh, has come together. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, a huge support uh, for, for everyone, where everyone came out uh, in the community to try to make things better and do their part. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. I mean, there, there's been so much of that. And, and to your point, no one uh, and, and maybe it was is because of Irma was still fresh in many of our memories. And, and right. yeah, you know, we had damage, but the that surge, oof, you know, right. and, you know, after, you know, COVID, uh, where. Yeah. Obviously, we had a lot of issues where children were not in school, were yeah. again removed from their regular social life, their learning. We were still kind of recovering and seeing, you know, implications of that post-COVID, which we're still seeing, and now we get hit with this. So it's unfortunate, but you know, we're here for our patients. We will do our best to uh, to accommodate everyone and, yeah. and help them as best we can. And and just the, the last point I'll make, uh, and I'm so glad you mentioned this. You know, it's I could see how. I mean, our three kids are flown and grown or grown and flown. Uh, but knowing what we've been going through, Barb and myself, from from not having a home anymore in Fort Myers Beach and that, right. you know, all the distractions and insurance and FEMA and what do we do and where do we go? And and just that that need Absolutely. to find a place. Right. Absolutely. Um, I can't imagine having children and dealing with that right. and then to your point yeah you know they, they they just absorb i guess they don't really communicate that right. they feel displaced and, and so i'm I'm, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up yeah and still you know we have some schools that are you know just opening now and you know a lot some of the schools were damaged during the hurricane as well so again 
some issues where they were not, yeah. you know, in the regular environment. And, you know, kids function best on schedules. And, yeah. you know, once that gets, you know, altered in any way, we can start seeing some manifestations in, in children. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, how about uh, fill us in? Is there a few things, uh, more than a few things going on there at STARS Pediatrics? Uh, what do you want to start with? Yeah, you know, it's been a while since we've done a podcast. So yes, we have been uh, quite busy and in innovating and expanding our office and our programs. So, uh, you know, firstly, I um, I accepted an adjunct faculty position with uh, FGCU uh, for pediatrics, and we now have students from the PA program um, joining us. So we have a student from FGCU as well as students from Nova Southeastern University. Um, so we have two students here. Uh, with us at any one time and they're here for about a month to six weeks and it's been great. Uh, I do come from an academic background, so it was nice to be mm. able to incorporate that into my private practice. Um, you know, whereas uh, if it weren't a private practice, sometimes you have to jump through some hoops to get these sort of programs and instilled into the practice. So we're very happy with that. The students are loving it. Um, we've had a great patient response because now they're getting three doctors for the price of one. So we enjoy <laughs> it having extra eyes on them. Um, so that we are now um, an academic center and we're also wow. uh, starting up our clinical research program. So we will be working with some of the pharmaceutical companies out there um, doing some clinical trials um, for newer um, and kind of cutting edge uh, treatments for common pediatric illnesses. Um, specifically, we're working on a RSV vaccine. So for those of you who may not be familiar with RSV, it's a respiratory syncytial virus. It is a virus like a lot of other viruses that we see from time to time. But now at this time of year, we're seeing a lot more cases of that. As we really? kind of head into flu season, school's back, okay. you know, children are kind of back in their normal routines. Um, we are seeing uh, a lot more cases of RSV. This does tend to affect the younger ones, so babies especially. Uh, whereas they can get a lot of congestion, uh, cough, and sometimes that can lead to respiratory distress. And sometimes, you know, these children end up in the hospital. So, mm. so the idea of this research study is to, uh, there is a vaccine for RSV, but historically this was reserved for premature babies. Uh, it's likely very expensive to bring into general population. And so the idea is to uh, do some uh, clinical trials um, to offer this vaccine to um, older children who are not premature uh, and babies um, that are full term to help protect them against RSV. Because for all of our parents who have a child who may have had RSV, they know, you know how difficult it can be. And oftentimes mm -hmm. they can land them in the hospital, the kids get very sick, they can end up on oxygen and so on. So, so I think it's a, it's a good idea, it's a novel idea to kind of bring this vaccine into general population to help protect children. Yeah. So question for you, uh, for, for our maybe newer parents uh, who aren't familiar with that, and obviously COVID is still front of mind and fresh. Is there any relationship between the two? Does one negate the other or, or how does that work? No, not necessarily. So they're two separate, two completely separate viruses. And, you know, children are exposed to both, especially in daycares and schools. And, you know, with RSV, you know, most kids can push through it, um, but yeah. sometimes they end up with another virus. Um, and that could be something like adenovirus, rhinovirus, which essentially are your common cold um, okay. pathogens. And sometimes, you know, if they get two viruses at the same time, that's where they can really be compromised. And, uh, you know, COVID specifically is a separate virus, you know, 
Uh, it's something we need to deal with, something we test for in the office to make sure we know exactly what's going on. Um, also, we've gotten some updates from CDC saying that we're looking at a, a pretty rough flu season ahead of us, unfortunately. Why not? I mean, geez. right. You know, it's just everything hits us at once, unfortunately, yeah. but it's, yeah. um, they are in Australia just kind of finished up with their flu season, which starts earlier than ours, started uh, in April and they've yeah. seen the highest numbers they've seen in five years of influenza. And, you know, I guess historically, many people think of the flu as just kind of your cough, runny nose, congestion, upper respiratory symptoms. But, you know, there there, there are uh, fatalities involved with this as well. Yeah. Um, so it can affect your heart. It can cause myocarditis. It can affect, uh, it can cause meningitis. So, so we do need to take this seriously and we do need to try to protect uh, our kids as much as possible, considering we're facing so many different pathogens right now. We do have flu shots available in the office, so you can always walk in and get your flu shot here. Wow. Wow. That's great. And then, you know, again, go, going back to, I know what I know, back to when our kids were young and, you know, all kids get the sniffles and you didn't think too much of it back then. I mean, right. You know, how do you approach that or what do you recommend? I mean, did, did, did the parents go out and get that test and, and test their kids for COVID or? or, or yeah. What's the yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, um, ever since COVID hit, there's been a, a big push to uh, send children home that are ill or sick or feverish or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, at that point, they usually would require a uh, doctor's visit to clear them. Um, and, you know, depending on the virus, there's different modalities of treatment. So, yeah. for example, influenza, we have you know antiviral medication for that, which is most effective in the first 48 hours of symptoms. So, you know, we do advise if your child's sick, gets sent home uh, from school, bring them in. You know, we can get everyone in on the same day. Uh, even if it's a walk-in, we accommodate our patients. We've had a lot of issues where, unfortunately, some of the other um, practices in the area cannot accommodate uh, the, sometimes those same day appointments. And um, so we are open and we're, we're accepting new patients as well. So you know, we are here for, for our community and for our patients. Um, yeah. Also, uh, we are kind of going into allergy season as well. And so, you know, I guess another thing we have to deal with. And, you know, with post-hurricane, we've had a lot of changes that we haven't really seen before where we've had essentially, you know, the water come in onto the land. And so mm. that brings with it a lot of allergens that are not very commonly seen, which now post hurricane after let's say a month are now in the air and, um, and, and people are inhaling these and ending up with, you know, allergy type symptoms. So we are launching our allergy testing program, which we'll be doing in house. So if we you know, have a child with, with persistent allergies, we can get them tested here um, in-house. It's not blood work. It's a simple um, uh, allergen panel with which we put onto the skin. And in about 15 minutes, we can have the results. And we can uh, wow. give the parents a you know, six-page document, you know, honing in exactly on what they may be allergic to and what the next best treatment would be for them to help resolve this. Right. So that's something new that we're incorporating. <clears throat> Talk about staying on top of and 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 looking down the road. Uh, uh, I'm, Absolutely. I'm yeah. impressed. You, know, you have to innovate. We, we have to, yeah. you know, we, we want to be able to offer as many services in-house for our patients so we don't need to refer them out to, let's yeah. say, an allergist to get the same testing that we would be able to offer them here. 
that can be a bit time consuming, time off school, uh, things like that. So we try to uh, do as much as we can within the office. We're also looking into doing uh, sleep studies uh, for our patients where we have a you know, new technology, which is essentially a ring that goes on your finger. Mm-hmm. And we send the child home with this ring on and you know, in the morning we have all the data we need. Um, which we send over to a sleep doctor and we can uh, get a report. So try to make it easier versus the wow. historical going into a sleep center, yes. taking a child out of their normal environment, having them sleep there, which we know can cause changes and maybe not getting the best data. So uh, it's something we'd like to be able to do in their own home, um, mm-hmm. in the comfort of their own home with the parents' home, you know, no missed school, no missed uh, school days and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So. So that's something else that we're working on as well. And, you know, as, as you well know, I mean, restorative sleep is so, so important for everyone, Absolutely. but I would imagine even more so for a child. 100%. And, you know, it may not be known so well, but a lot of times we will get children who are having either behavioral issues or they're not doing so well in school. And oftentimes they'll see, you know, a provider and they may get worked up for things like attention deficit disorder or mm. behavioral issues, yet we haven't done the sleep study. And of course, lack of sleep, you know, obstructive sleep apnea, things like that cause poor sleep. When that child goes to school the next day, you know, they may be not behaving the way they should. Yeah. They may yeah. not be focusing well in school. So that piece is very important prior to just jumping to a diagnosis and starting a child on, you know, um, stimulant medications or whatnot. So, so that yeah. piece has been missing in, uh, in practice and, and something we'd like to incorporate so we can get the right answer and, and correct the problem from the grassroots level. Wow. Wow. Good, good stuff. Jeez. Did we miss anything? <laughs> um, well, yeah, we are, we're also working on getting our, uh, physical therapy. So PT, OT and speech services in-house as well so that of course that can be time consuming for parents as usually occurs like you know once a week once every couple of weeks and you know the child again has to take time off school so once we get that program up and running we do offer saturday availability as well so you know maybe we can schedule those patients wow. on a saturday so right. you know, it's easier obviously our parents work and uh, we need to take that into consideration so just try to streamline things a little bit so we're not having so many missed school days and missed work yeah. for parents I mean, and that's something you, I remember talking with you about that before you even opened, you know, yeah. And, and you were, you were it. And I'm going, how is he going to do all this? But you were so passionate about really helping families out and, and the fact that, yeah, both parents work typically and how are they going to, you know, they have to take a day off from work for their, for their child. And uh, so uh, yeah, to be open week, week evenings and and saturdays is is huge and it has it played out to do you i'm, I'm sure you have a lot of thankful parents that, oh yeah absolutely yeah. we've had uh we have had great feedback for our hours of operation you know your child gets sick you know in the evening hours and there's not a lot of options left and you know many of the patients were ending up in the emergency room that comes with its own risks um as well mm-hmm. as you know wasted time and you know, a few hours of wait for non-emergent visits and so we needed to kind of fill that gap. And so that was the idea behind building a, uh, this practice. Yeah. And, you know, Saturday hours, I actually enjoy my Saturday mornings and, and helping our community and being here for our patients. Yeah. Um, so we can at least try to resolve some of those issues on a weekend and try to keep patients out of emergency rooms, 
try not to overload our ERs as well, especially going into flu season. So we're available, you know, um, you can find us at, um, at starspeeds.com. You can look us up, our phone number, all of our information is there. Great. And just from a, uh, a location standpoint, you know, Tamiani trail, uh, uh, what's a, what's a good, uh, marker. Uh, uh, so we're in Estero, uh, Florida. Yep. So we are around uh, 41 or Cleveland and um, Estero Parkway. Um, yep. Sorry, Estero Boulevard. Um, so there's a Sprouts. Uh, Sprouts, yeah. 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 We're just north yeah. of the Sprouts. Yep. Uh, we're there across from the Walmart, across from the Aldi. So. Yep. Terrific. Well, Doc, uh, uh, I really miss not talking to you on a regular basis, and I certainly understand, so I'm going to give you a pass this time, but we need to reconvene uh, much sooner for your next episode. Well, I would love that. Thank you so much for your support during this time. Thank you for all you do. I'm glad you guys are back up in, in the studio and we're able to reach our uh, our listeners. Get your message out there. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Stars Pediatrics Podcast. To learn more about Stars Pediatrics Primary and Urgent Care, go to www.starspeds.com. That's Stars, S T A R Z, Peds, P E D S.com, or call 239 966 S T A R.